Hello? What's your favorite scary movie? Fear the Talking Queer. Part 2. Two? Who's gonna do that? Sequels suck. Hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. How you doing this week? Uh, I don't know. I'm so sore. I went on a 10-mile hike yesterday, and I'm like, Oh, dying. my God. I'm 10 miles. 10 miles, bitch. It took five miles to get to the end, and then five miles back. Oh, my God. Who the <laughs> hell do you think you are? <laughs> um, a fitness influencer. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what I was thinking. It was such a bad idea. <laughs> So this week, oh, I'm fine, by the way, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. How are you? Great. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Um, nothing exciting going on. Just, you know, podcasting and all that. Uh, of course. The huge. <laughs> the huge. Okay. I have something to say because um, we announced something that was really exciting to, for us and the people of Instagram that got to see the post while it lasted, but it was VHS custom VHS horror movie stack. So we were going to make t-shirts with like your top 10 favorite movies on one shirt and they were going to be fashioned like VHS stacks. <laughs> uh, we ran into a bit of a problem. Uh, basically, the company that prints for us will not print movie titles. And I don't know about all movie titles because they made mine and they made someone else's. But I just don't know. They stopped doing it. They were like, no, this is the movie titles. I don't know what the deal is. We don't know. But we can't sell them. So unfortunately... <laughs> So sad. One lucky person is going to have that custom-made shirt, and the rest of you guys just have to um, forego this one. I'm sorry. Whatever. I don't give a I'm still in the house. I'm still in the house. I don't give a Do I look like I give a Because I don't. I know. (laughs) It was so exciting. But the fact, you know, we're always trying to, like, think of new things, and... We're still new to this, you know, licensing and all that shit. It's like confusing. And so forgive us. You know, we're not always going to get it right, but eventually we're going to make something that really hits and um, will be easily and lawfully distributed to you all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're working on something that involves that VHS template and we're working. We were literally just brainstorming a few other ideas, so... We're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. It's going to it's gonna work out. <laughs> so um, <laughs> thanks for tuning in today. Uh, by the way, for those who uh, are new, my name is Jake. My name is Frankie. And we are Fear the Talking Queers. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, this week, we are going to be talking about an out-of-this-world B-movie <laughs> called... <laughs> B. B. Yeah, B-ass movie called uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. But uh, before we do that, we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about um, maybe some phobias because I know clown phobia is like a huge thing, right? Like people are... Right. That's like, I think one of the most common phobias I can think of, which I've never fully understood. But I mean, I guess it's legit and people really feel it that way. What do you feel like? Okay, so uh, my godson, when he was two years old, I don't even think he was two. He might have been like three at this point because it's something that he remembered that stuck with him. Um, We were pulling out all the Halloween decorations and my grandma had this really scary clown mask. And I put it on and I hid in the closet. And as he was coming down the dark hallway, I jumped out of the closet and petrified the fuck out of him. Like, he was so scared and, like, 
he hated the word clown. He hated the word mask. Oh my God. He hated anything that was associated with just that split second of time until he was probably like ten, nine or 10. And then he like sat down and watched like it chapter one and he was like fine and he got over it. So now he's completely fine, but he still says like, you scared me with the clown mask. So I don't know if it was like a fear of clowns or just like the clown mask or I don't know what it was, but it <laughs> fucked him up for a little bit. Dang, you are a bitch. <laughs> I know, Godfather of the Year. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, I don't personally have a clown phobia, but I guess my dad doesn't like clowns very much. However, mm. every year, my dad likes to dress up as a clown for whatever work Halloween party he goes to. He loves it. Oh. But I'm like, wait, he's like, clowns are scary. And I'm like, okay. So he's like, but I want to be like a clown at this party. So he likes to be this scary clown who just sits silently at a at a party and like freaks people out. Like he loves doing that at Halloween parties. It's like, okay. With all the stories that you've told of your dad, I'm pretty sure that you get your theatrics from him. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bizarre. I don't know why, but he loves to do that. He like has begged joey and i for like years to put him in a pennywise costume he's always like oh, you should but we've never done it but i'm just like what are you you want to look like pennywise i mean i guess it's a good costume but it's just funny that he is so dead set on this idea of like always being a clown and then he just likes to sort of creep people out and just sit weird there must be some weird psychology behind that for him i don't know yeah <laughs> i don't know i'm not a scientist but um you know, right not in the slightest not please. in the slightest <laughs> uh, but yeah it's just funny so but uh we just learned just now we just looked it up that um clown phobia is called what did we say it was called Chlor- i'm like chloroformia 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh oh sorry cholrophobia cholrophobia i wonder yeah. why it must be like the latin word for clown Chloral. yeah, Chloral. <laughs> yeah all those old latin clowns they had back in the day <laughs> <laughs> i love a good old latin clown <laughs> really big back in the day <laughs> oh my god <laughs> the good old latin <laughs> so do do you have any phobias that not are not necessarily clown phobias i do i would say and this is like i don't know if i have like vertigo I know that people are scared of heights and that's like a natural thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like my uh, fear of heights is based on like my perception. I don't know if it's like this, like a psychological thing or something, but it's like I get to like the edge of something, like the uh, edge of a balcony or like something. And I look down and it's like spinning and I'm like, (gasps) I'm like, I'm going to fall forward and plunge to my death. Wait, that is so weird because I was like, okay, I have this prepared and mine is almost exactly the same thing. Here's the thing. I'm not necessarily afraid of heights. I don't mind being high in the air. That doesn't bother okay. me. Okay. Some people do like have like a fear of just being yeah. really high in the air. I don't necessarily have that, but my fear is of like high ledges without railing. Oh. I 
that freaks me out because I'm like, I know how clumsy I am. One little stumble and my ass is stumbling off the fucking side of a building, you know? Right. And so it, it just like, like the like the rooftop building of like a New York apartment yes, building or something. Yes, yes, or like uh-huh. like a like a high cliff or something. Like Oh, right. If, if, or if people you know you know what I'm saying? But like when people yeah. like sit on like rocks that are really high. I'm like, oh yes. hell no! That freaks, that scares me. Just because I, I, I don't know. Maybe if I've had dreams yeah. of it or something, but I feel like I have like visions of people in my head. Just oops, and then they fall to their death. Splat. Yeah, because it's have, so easy uh, to trip. Fall. Yes, like yesterday on this hike, there was like a cliffside. Like it, it was uh, along the beach, but really high up, like yeah. on a mountain. But it was it, it wasn't treacherous or anything. It was a pretty even walk. But it was like on the other side of you was just a cliff into the ocean, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's so scary!" And so like my cousin got to the edge to like take a picture, and I'm like, "Don't do that! It scares me." Uh, yeah, it's but scary. It's like it's scary. Like the space needle. Oh my god! It was just like I was up there, and they had they have it like all glass, and I just felt myself like falling forward, even though I know there's like a oh barrier. I'm like so dizzy i don't know what it is it's just like it's scary (laughs) a little off topic but when you go hiking do you ever like feel like you're gonna run into some sort of evil creature in the woods do you you have like fantasies Uh, like that sometimes i do i'm like maybe this will be the time this will be my time to be in a horror film (laughs) literally literally what you're saying it rings true to me every (laughs) every every time i do something out of like the house like even when I'm home alone I put myself in this predicament of being in a horror movie like it's like if I go camping I'm like okay Friday the 13th or you know or if I go to school I'm like scream you know it's just like (laughs) it's just like everything that like I do is like relates to horror movies in my brain there's just like a natural connection no I do that too like I'm in wrong turn right now yeah literally like (laughs) I'm like oh my god I'm in the town of the hills have eyes or something like that you know on the on the on the hike yesterday, like the looking over the ocean, I was like, "Oh my god!" I feel like uh, the opening credits of like I know what you did last summer, <laughs> the, the Lost Boys. Like you know what, what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> instead of being like, "What a beautiful view," I'm like, "Wow, I know what you did last summer." <laughs> oh my gosh, this podcast has taken over our life. We can't leave Literally. the we can't leave the house without uh, horror movies horror infiltrating movies. our brain anymore. I I actually think that the podcast is helping us like deal with these things like sure it's always been uh, all that horror knowledge has always been like trapped in our brain and now we get to like spill it out and like i don't think about that anymore but now i do do yeah it's therapeutic and now (laughs) i feel like i have a better understanding of horror now i feel like i can rationalize it more or i can be like this is what inspired this and i feel like that gives me happiness and makes you feel like what we're doing here really is therapeutic because like you said we have all this horror knowledge in our heads and um, but now we've been able to sort of you know brush off the off the debris of the rest of our mind and like really focus in on it and um, yeah I don't know learn why why it means so much to us and why it is always in our heads and why do we care about it so much so uh, that was you know I, I understand what you're saying yeah, and circling back to like the topic at hand, the phobias, I honestly feel that horror movies give us a way of like rationalizing things yeah. to where we don't have a lot of phobias. It's because, true. 
you see a, a, all the time play out in movies or something like that, that you just don't have it. Like like they were saying that a lot of um, horror movie fans, like statistically, horror movie fans were dealing with a quarantine a lot better than uh, any other, you know, Oh, probably. People. Yeah, we, we witnessed trauma and horror yeah. and grief all the time on screen. And we see... We're like, these... it could be worse. There could be zombies. Sure, it could be worse. And we also see these characters rise above. We see them fight for their, for their lives and mm-hmm. succeed. And in a way that helps us do the same thing. Like this horrible circumstance, maybe if everything in your life revolves around say Disney films or like a fantastical oh, version God. of what life is, <laughs> of course, something as horrible yeah. as like quarantine or a pandemic or something like that is going to look like a really daunting thing. But right. as a horror movie fans, I'm not saying this is everybody or that people who love Disney can't, you know, <laughs> <laughs> rationalize a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but hey, but it seems I, that way. But I think that our preferred genre of film and storytelling, or the medium that we like consuming of storytelling, probably has aided us in handling this whole situation in the world better. Yeah, I would. Yeah, say. totally, totally. Well put. You <laughs> and you said you weren't a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm a psychologist, oh. honey. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh my god. I have a degree, okay, in musical theater. <laughs> right, which makes you more than qualified to explore the, 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 the mental nature. <laughs> yeah. The human psyche. Oh my god. Oh my Are there gosh. any more? Should we quit clowning around? <laughs> um, I mean, I have like the obvious ones, like spiders. Come on, who's not afraid of spiders? Besides losers, I mean, they're venomous. Guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, they. It's like this. It's like, like Andre got a spider bite one time, and it almost completely destroyed his leg. Like it got, <gasps> it like no, ate away be... at his flesh. Yeah, yeah. they're. It was dangerous. like a brown recluse. Oh. Yeah, he had to go and get it like surgically opened. Like, no. re- like yeah, and there's like a chunk of his leg that just dents in. Yeah, from a fucking spider. And, like, who even saw that bitch? Like, we don't know where she is. Is she still in the house? Like, where is she? If there were, like, if we were in a horror movie, back to this, and there were giant spiders, Mm. would you survive or would you cower? (sighs) I would. Okay, I think if they're bigger, you can see them coming. You might be able to. I kind of think that thing, too. You know what I mean? Right, but being small and deadly is... uh, I think it's scarier. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, where are they going to run? Am I going to catch them? Am I not going to see them crawl up my leg? But bitch, Thanks. if they're like those jumping spiders and they're enormous, no, fuck no, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, like eight-legged freaks or whatever. Uh, right, and they like jump from like there to there in like two no. point two seconds. No, no, bitch, I'm jumping out. I'm spiders. Gone. I'm done. No, hail to the nah. <laughs> Have you ever gone to kill a spider and it just fucking jumps? I'm like, ah! <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, I don't even know Fucking if I get bitch. that far in my fight with the spider. I, I run. I scream. I. I don't know. I. I think I talked about this in another podcast, in another episode that we did. Another podcast. Excuse Not, me. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think I even get. I, they're just so scary. 
and mostly because they are small and they run fast and I'm like what if they touch me I have to at least yeah. if I'm going to battle a spider I have to at least have shoes on because if that bitch touches my feet I don't know what I'm going to do I'm going to I'm going to run scream fall over fall down the stairs break my neck and probably die so I need shoes on. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) One phobia that I have, I mean, I honestly, I don't think this is a phobia. I think this is anxiety, but I had it a lot when (laughs) I was little. And, and these days I find myself doing it every so often where I feel like I'm just going to stop breathing like out of nowhere. And I'm like, (gasps) Oh yeah. That's so like, I start like controlling. Right. Right. So I like start controlling my breath and I'm like, yeah, and then you start panicking. And then I'm like, I can't take deep breaths anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, <laughs> happened, you that used to, to happen panic. to me a lot when I smoked. Like, I, and like especially at the beginning of the yeah. pandemic when anxiety was high. See, even horror fans probably still had anxiety. And anxiety, yeah. Of course, we're not immune. I know we're like better than everybody else, but like. Right, exactly. <laughs> but Our taste is superior. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so this week on Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> 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 but I know what you're talking about. Yes, when I I would smoke too much and my anxiety would get really bad and I would feel like I couldn't breathe. And so <laughs> you're not alone there. That yeah, happens to see, people. that's why I do gummies because gummies will get you just nice and relaxed and I can just like chill and watch a movie and I'm just I think everything's funny I love that (laughs) love it love it so much (laughs) so we should probably start getting into this film so speaking of killer clowns from outer space that is our film this week how exciting I'm actually, oh my god i'm actually really excited to talk about this one me too i know it, and it's crazy and i do have to say okay now i'll wait i'll wait i'll wait <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this movie is this <laughs> insane b movie from the 80s if you don't know and um <laughs> it is absolutely bonkers but i think hits all you know it checks all the right boxes for uh, just a flat out fun time. And so I think this is going to be really fun. So why don't we get into our synopsis of killer clowns from outer space? Yes. <laughs> killer clowns from outer space released in 1988. Written by Charles and Stephen Chiodo. Directed by Stephen Chiodo. Our film begins in the town of Crescent Cove, California. It is your average all-American town filled with horny teens and suspicious cops. We meet Mike Tobacco, played by Grant Kramer, and Debbie Stone, played by Suzanne Snyder. Sometimes referred to in the movie as Dabby by Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Two young lovers enjoying the local makeout spot, Top of the World. We also meet the Terenzi brothers, Paul and Rich, who drive an ice cream truck in hopes of selling to the horny teens making out in their cars. An old man named Farmer Gene Green. <laughs> Sorry. That's a funny name. <laughs> I didn't even know that was his name. <laughs> I don't think I knew that either, and I wrote the synopsis. Okay. <clears throat> An old man named Farmer Gene Green spies a comet-like object flying through the sky and landing on Earth. Believing it to be Halley's Comet, he goes to find it, coming across a large circus tent-like structure. He is at first amused by the sight, but he and his dog Pooh Bear, 
are quickly killed by mysterious clown-like creatures. Across the town at the police station, two cops question some street punks. One officer is the young and handsome Officer Dave Hansen, played by John Allen Nelson, and the other is curmudgeonly old Officer Mooney, played by John Vernon, who hates teenagers. (laughs) Dave and Officer Mooney bump heads over how the teen punks are treated. Meanwhile, Mike and Debbie have also seen the comet, and she convinces him to follow it. Coming across the same structure, they discover a massively complex interior that looks nothing like a circus tent and a mysterious room with cotton candy-shaped cocoons. After dis- <laughs> <laughs> This is ridiculous already. <laughs> After discovering the old man and a friend's bloody remains inside the cocoons, an alien clown arrives with another cotton candy cocoon. They are nearly captured by the alien clowns who coat them with a popcorn gun as they escape before giving chase with a balloon animal dog that comes to life. The clowns leave the tent and slowly make their way into town. Oh my gosh. Wow, this is dark, scary, terrifying entertainment. Am I right or am I right? You are so right. I think that right off the bat, we get to know exactly what this movie's going to be. Oh, it yeah. tells the audience not to take it seriously. It's just going to be a good, a good hour and a half a watch. Good old of time. Just, yeah, just fun and humor and nonsense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even just the the song that plays. So the song "Killer Clowns" by the Dickies. Yes, it's actually a great song, and it sounds like it is a super like cheap trick 80s song almost like you know like the theme song from that 70s show like it's sort of similar to that or like that song mommy's all right daddy's all right surrender i think that's what's called by cheap trick i don't know that's what the song reminds me of which i love because it's very 80s and poppy and fun and upbeat and like you said i think that really tells us right off the bat what kind of film we're getting right away Right away. I like that it even has its own theme song. Yeah. Like that like this movie is so unique that it needs that. So I'm really glad that they have that. Yeah. And I love the guitar work in it. Yeah, so uh, catch my cover of Killer Clowns available on Spotify. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Maybe one day, maybe for Halloween I'll do a cover of Killer Clowns. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. Oh my my god, and make it your own. Make oh it your God. own. That would be amazing. Oh, totally. Please do that. I'm going to make it like um, a piano ballad. It's going to be really beautiful. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say also Crescent Cove. So Crescent Cove, California. We get a lot of exterior shots throughout the movie of what this town is like, what it's yeah. all about, the shops and the restaurants and stuff. And I have to say that just based on every 80s movie that I've seen so far, like I think that any movie fan, regardless if you're a horror fan or not, any fan of movies who has, you know, a large knowledge of like 80s movies would love to live in an 80s movie. Well, yeah, because they all look like they live in the same town. <laughs> they all... <laughs> it's like, all my friends are here. All my friends from Halloween live here, and my friends from Killer Clowns, even my friends from Friday the 13th. We all live in the same town. Yeah, or like 16 Candles are pretty in pink. Like, oh my you know, gosh, it's yeah. It's all town. very all-American. The options of like just like... um the stores and everything like that and like the style of everything. I love the 80s. I love 80s like 
architecture and style and interior design. Oh, like totally. I love that. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, <laughs> so we have our characters, Mike Tobacco and Debbie Stone, and they are like oh making God. out at this at this lover's lane kind of thing. Do you find that concept to be weird? Lover's lane? Um, no. Really? I, I, it's, it's definitely like of the times. Like, I don't yeah. think that they have things like this anymore. But I do know uh, uh, that, you know, like where I grew up, they had one until... I know, um, same. The Zodiac Killer came and oh killed my God. some of the kids from there. But <laughs> but yeah, like there, there's a lover's lane. But I just, I, I don't know. It, what do you think? I, it's such an interesting concept. Like, I know, I don't know if we do this. I guess we don't do this anymore. I don't think, I think in high school, we did have a place called Top of the World. And it was oh. just this really high ass hill in Vacaville that people would drive up to. And I remember driving up there a few times, but not to make out with anybody. I was like there with my friends or I think I went with my friends and their parents once. And it was just a, a high lookout point where we could look over all of the, you know, the city or not city, the town that we lived in. Yeah. And, but I don't know, just, the, just this idea of everybody going to the same place to like get it on hook up yeah you're like hey shelly in the car next to you oh okay like, i see you know what, what i mean, mean. yes like, like everybody like picking one spot yes. that is weird but to have like a, a place yeah and it's like and we're gonna go bang or make out i guess over here yeah or whatever yeah, because just... then you might be able to recognize like the people next to you and i think uh, i would be embarrassed yes i would be <laughs> fully embarrassed but okay, have you ever done this, though? Like, have you ever, like, hooked up in a car? In public? Yes, absolutely. Me too. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> yes. Where were you parked? Where were you parked? It was uh, a church parking lot. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it was a really big... So, sin on top of sin on top of sin. <laughs> yes. And it was a really big church parking lot, and it was really dark, so we would park in the far corner. Oh, and, oh so know, this was, like, a, nor- a regular thing. Hey, you know, when you're 18 years old, what are you going to do? I love this. <laughs> yeah, same same for me. It was a Costco parking lot. The Costco oh in um, Fairfield. <laughs> it was like in the back. <laughs> I think we were in a church in Fairfield. That the, ch- the church parking lot was in Fairfield. Oh, yeah. Fairfield has so many parking lots. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> you can turn any of them into a lover, into sitting on top of the yeah. world, top of the world, top of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lover's parking lot. Yeah, that's where we... Lover's, yeah, lover's parking lot. But yeah. In Vallejo, the past, it was the Blue Rock Springs parking lot, which if you're a true crime enthusiast, you know that's like this epicenter of... Um, the first Zodiac murders or the second pair or whatever. But yeah, it is. It's weird. It is weird. They have it in Greece also. You yeah. Know, like they I mean, have, yeah. You I know. feel like this must have been something that existed from the 70s to the 90s. Uh-huh. Or I the mean, fi- maybe the fifth, maybe the 50s oh, the to 50s. like the 90s. I guess in a time before people, I don't know, maybe had technology. <laughs> yeah, because now you can record somebody. As if they didn't have technology in the 80s, but I don't know. It's just, yeah, but it's I don't think funny. they were walking around with, like, you know, recorders. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, like they're I know. Fucking, but, yeah. <laughs> so, it's embarrassing. So, we have Mike and Debbie. Okay. Mike. 
real quick, I have to throw it out there. I think Mike is kind of cute. He is kind of cute. What the least attractive thing about him is his voice. Yeah, because he like talks like this, Debbie. Yeah, he everything sa- he says is like that. He sounds like Bob from Elvira when he gets that when he gets uh, oh when he, and, he has the neck brace and, and he's talking on. weird. That's what Mike sounded like to me, and I couldn't shake it from my head. Uh, oh my gosh, you're right. Maybe he did the voice work for for Bob in Elvira. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> just dubbed just dubbed him. They're like, wow, this man is really terrible. <laughs> yeah, Mike is definitely the cutest guy in the movie though, for sure. For sure. Oh yeah. Uh I mean, well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, I already know uh, what you're gonna say. Ah! <laughs> uh-huh. So uh yeah, so we have them. They're like these wacky, crazy kids. And one thing that I learned is that um, Mike and Debbie are supposed to represent horror archetypes, but reversed. So he's supposed to be like the dumb blonde. Ah. And she's supposed to be the more aware one. So, because when they, they see the whatever the it is, comet land, the spaceship the UFO, land. Yeah. You know, I think I don't think she's very smart for wanting to go investigate it. Yeah. Whatever. So they go to investigate, but while they're in the tent, which to me looks like the line at Disneyland, like it looks, it doesn't look like that. The hallways, they look like you're waiting in line at Disneyland for a ride. Yes. Yeah. No. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I. I think I even wrote that down. I was like, the inside of the circus tent looks like. Just like I don't know, like the amusement park. Yeah, ride. amusement park ride. Like when you're waiting and like, it's all themed yeah, and everything. The queue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's like doors and you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they like, yeah. So they Toontown. go into this tent. Yes, very Toontown. And um, I guess Debbie is the more aware one of what's going on, and Mike is the one that's like, no. Debbie, I think this is a cotton candy factory, which I'm like, bitch, are you serious? Look out. There's a nuclear reactor looking ass thing in this cotton candy factory, Mike. This must be like new technology that they use to make cotton candy. And I also like how he thinks cotton candy is very sophisticated because people can literally make that on their stovetop. Like you don't (laughs) need a factory to make cotton candy. Wow, they yeah, they this is obviously a cotton candy factory. And oh my gosh. So the budget in this movie is hilarious and I'll probably bring it up a lot, but like those like painted backgrounds they have. Oh yes. To, to show like depth of like the walls and stuff like that is so funny. It's I know. Just, like, There's something really charming sort about of, like, it. Though. Old school about it. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Right. It's like an old MGM, like Wizard of Oz or yes. something. Like, yes. There's exactly the Emerald City, and saying. you're literally like three feet away from like a backdrop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, well, or like uh, I noticed they did that also in uh, Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney. Oh, that's had a huge yes. resurgence on Disney Plus, but the same exact thing. Like exactly. This facade. Yes. Of of distance. I love I I personally love that. I think it it's, gives these movies yeah. character. Like you can tell that there was a budget and you can tell I, I don't know, it's just like charming though. Like you you want to be there. Super charming. Yeah. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Um going back a little bit though to uh Farmer Gene Green. Oh, uh-oh. I was, I was yeah. like what movie is this man in? Creep show. I was like first of all, I was like <laughs> what I was like does he is he part of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family? Like, what? I thought he might have been neighbor neighbors with Stephen King's character in Creepshow. Oh my god, probably. I'm just like, what is this country ass bumpkin doing in Crescent Cove, California? <laughs> like, I know. Well, 
Well, okay. And um, up here in uh, Crescent Cove sounds like it would be a Northern California thing, like Marin or something. Um, Mm. And I kind of got this gist that there's like, you know, two different uh, populations here. Like in Napa County, for instance, like the neighboring county is like very... Um, I wouldn't say Texas chainsaw, but yeah, rural, yeah, rural (laughs) and very like country. And they're, they're, they have, they're very different from the population of like Napa and then Vallejo, you know? So it's like, and there's, but they're so close together, but then, you know. I mean, that's true. I mean, I guess they're just a forest away from each other. Right. Just a few trees away. Yeah. A few trees away. (laughs) And then all Pooh Bear. Poor Pooh. He's our first victim. Who gets it first? And speaking of dogs and getting kidnapped by evil people. Oh my god. Poor Lady Gaga and her dog. What the fuck? What is going on? We were just talking about this too. If you, again, if you look, listen back to our Ingrid Goes West episode, we talk about dog napping because Aubrey Plaza's character Ingrid kidnaps a dog and that. And we're like, oh my god, could you imagine? And then within days, this news comes out that Lady Gaga's dogs were dog napped and the dog walker was shot how like <laughs> five times alive. oh or wait um, am I, i'm mixing up my news stories that was here in town oh my god <laughs> <laughs> god uh, no you know yeah but that, that is just such a crazy coincidence that's that insane that happen luckily the dogs have been recovered they were found in an alley tied up and all the dogs are back and the dog walker is on to a speedy recovery but god damn that is did they find you did it i don't think so not yet okay well i'm sure that they listen to this podcast because so many people listen to this podcast i just want to say fuck you (laughs) yeah how dare you steal somebody's dog that's like stealing their fucking children that is a dogs are part of the family god damn it and i bet it was some like ingrid type character also like they just wanted to hold lady gaga's dogs for a second what I had read, I mean, again, oh. this, these are like, probably comments on Uh-oh. Instagram or something, but people were saying that there have been a slew of, I don't know, designer dogs, but like dog nappings in the area, and that way that they can ex- sort of exploit those dogs for ransom money. Yeah. So I, I wonder if that was their goal, but then they never followed through with that. They just shot the guy and then left the dogs in an alley tied up. Maybe news broke like, out that it was like Lady Gaga's dog. Like, we're not going to get away with this. Oh, Leave yeah. them here. I mean, yeah. That's true. Maybe they just assumed they, they didn't know, I'm assuming. Do you think that they, they, they captured fuck. the dogs like they do Pooh Bear? Where they just net put a net around <laughs> him? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it went down. Yeah, they watched Killer Clowns and got major inspo. Poor Pooh. Well, okay. Poor Pooh. Going back even further, the Terenzi brothers. I don't know who Charles and Steven Chiodo are, but I don't you feel like they kind of, like, knowing now that this movie was written by brothers, don't you think those characters are probably, like, them? Yeah. One of the things that I learned in my research for this film was that a lot of these characters are based on people that the Chiodo brothers grew up with. And I guess the Terenzi brothers are actually supposed to be oh. based on them, on the Chiodos, and that they actually did purchase an ice cream truck in order to try to 
attract girls when they were teenagers. Oh my god, that's crazy. Okay, so the girls that the Trenzi brothers pick up. Oh my god, these actresses. I need to know uh, (laughs) what they're doing now because what they're doing now, who their agent is, how I get in with them. The (laughs) acting is stellar. I love the girl that's like talking the most, and she's just like, yes, she's like, hey, what kind of girl do you think I am? You never said anything about parking. I was like, ah, keep your shirt on. We intend to. Yeah, (laughs) we intend to. And then she keeps like sucking her. um, Yeah, I know. Popsicle. The ice. Yeah, the fucking popsicles. Oh my gosh, that scene is hilarious. Those the the Trinity brothers make me think of like greasers from Greece. Exactly. It's like Sunny Tweedledee and Tweedledee. It's like Sunny from Greece and uh, the other one. Roger. Yeah. Roger Duty and Duty. Putsy. Uh-huh. Right. I'm like, how old are these supposed to people supposed to be? Are they okay. supposed to be teenagers, right? Stop right There's there. No, no, because I think they mentioned something about college. But so I'm okay. like, okay, they're of college age because they do talk about going to school and then they're like, uh, college. And so they're supposed to be college aged children, but still. Still. Because 21, they are not. Like, or 20. No, mama. Even like 22, no. These people are um, pushing 40. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. They're old as hell. But, uh, yeah. But they're supposed to be the young crowd of this Crescent Yeah, like, what the hell? Like, old ass people are supposed to be the young crowd. I guess, I feel like people in the 80s just looked older. I don't I think so. I think that the and the 90s too. Like, you know, like easy, yeah. it's easy I mean, to say that too. It's probably just casting. I think it's people's just, perception of their own age. Like, do you, okay, do you know what I mean? Okay, hold on. I, I'm the, a young spring chicken, okay. No, but you know, yeah, exactly. So when you're casting a movie about high schoolers, you're going to get people that look your age, right? Because you think you look like you're high school. <laughs> no, no, but do you know what I'm saying? Like a casting director, let's say, for instance, is like 55 years old and they're casting killer clowns from outer space and like college age students because this person looks younger than they are they're like yeah they could pass for college age do you know what i'm saying like even though they're they're 10 years younger but you're 55 and they're 45 that's not a college student age that's true maybe they have like a youthful energy to them but that does not translate aesthetically (laughs) (laughs) no it does not but i I guess maybe they're just more forgiving we're so we live in this time now where we we just really want people to authentically look like what they're portraying on screen right there's such an importance of that and now i guess we just don't have any tolerance for old people playing young people anymore and also this we're talking about like give me a break we're talking about killer clowns like what how many actors and actresses do you think were lining up down the block to audition (laughs) for this movie (laughs) that's true that's true Oh my gosh. So then we get to, we meet some of these clowns and we're off to like a slow start with them. But one of my favorite things that they have is this evil popcorn. Oh my God. Which is sort of ominous at this point. I mean, they sort of spray them with that. And it sticks to them. And like, what's this about? And it's kind of like, what is this? What's going to happen? Like, there's no way it's just Because it's not killing them or shooting them. Yeah. Something's going to happen later. And I think that's a little little fun ominous uh trick that they use i thought that was cool i like like, all of their tricks i'm scared of popcorn the cotton candy cocoons the cocoons oh my god we'll get to that that is my favorite part of the movie okay (laughs) 
I know. Well, we're we're there. Like they they come across the cotton candy shaped cocoons, and they find the bodies oh, yeah. in them and everything. And it's like, what a cool concept! I do have to say that the way they came up with how these clowns are attacking is beyond clever. Like it is so good. The, oh, the yeah. things that they came up with. Yeah the 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 clownisms and the tropes that they use of clowniness yeah are so good in this like they hit ev- almost every single one I could think of I'm sure there are probably millions of more for all you diehard clown fans out there yeah <laughs> but, well uh, um, the prosthetics of the clowns too I think for a super strict budget I think they did a great job the 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 prosthetics remind me of like the show dinosaurs. Do you remember that show? Oh, yeah. That's like what totally. it like translates to me. I'm like, this has to be the same person, the same makeup artist. Or oh my gosh, for artist. sure. And like, just the practicality of it all is so cool. I love practical effects. Me too. I love There's them. nothing like them. And I know that there are plans in the, like in limbo sort of plans for a sequel for this. Probably, I think, supposed to be done on the sci-fi channel. I'm like, oh God, please, if that were to ever happen, who knows? But um, keep the practical effects. Don't buy into that horrible Sharknado-ass CGI. I know. Keep it it practical. That's probably cheaper than fucking horrible CGI. And see, I always feel like if there's going to be a reboot or a sequel to Killer Clowns, they're going to strip away everything that everybody loves about it. Like that whole fantastical Nickelodeon world that they've created in the interior of this. Like, no, please keep that. Maybe they've updated a little bit because the times have changed, but don't change it completely. And please make them look the same. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. I just fear that it would just be completely ruined and massacred. Like there's so much charm to this and there's something cold about bad CGI. And it's like the difference between, I want the feeling of this. one. It's like the difference between Jurassic Park and Jurassic world. Like one's better than the other. And it's because it just looks better. And Jurassic Park looks much better than Jurassic world hands down. Agreed. Oh, wait. What do you think about the cops? Uh, I guess we do at this point. We do meet... Uh, we meet the two cops. We kind of get to know a little bit about them. Dave. <laughs> Which, first of all, I'm like, why are there only two cops in this where, entire town? Where is the police force? Yes. My where are they? Exactly. Oh, my God. Where the hell... It's just Dave and just Officer Mooney. And, uh, and how I, do you think Officer I, Mooney became a cop? Because he's like, he hates on Dave because he's police academy officer. It's like, okay, well, where else do you become a cop? Yeah, and also, Officer Mooney is so old and he's still just a regular police officer. Like, at this point, sir, I would hope that you would have gotten a promotion and been somebody. But he's just... Maybe that's... I think he's probably... Maybe that's, that's why he's curmudgeon. He hates- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's probably it. He probably resents younger people because he has not moved up in the ranks, you know? Yeah, and Officer Dave seems more level-headed. What do you think about Officer Dave? Ooh, Officer Dave is kind of cute. Do you think he's the cutest guy in the movie? Yeah. I don't know, yeah. You think Uh, he's cuter than Mike Tobacco? He's a little more... He's a little more... Top. Typically cute. Top! He's more of a top. He's a little more typically, like, good-looking, whereas Mike is a little more, like, goofy good-looking. Okay. Do you not agree? Uh, Well, we have different types. Like, you you like those, like, chiseled, handsome features, and I'm more like, I like them goofy and hairy and silly, and (laughs) maybe something's (laughs) a little off about their face. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
All right, well, work. I love that. No, I do. Who not? You know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Right. And um, I don't know. I think they're. I do think they're both really cute, but they're just different. You're right. They're different kinds of. You cute. like clean and handsome. I think I do. Yeah. Yeah. With like strong, strong masculine features. features. Yeah. So I knew it right away when you were like, I don't know if Mike's the cutest. I'm like, because you like Officer Dave. That has to be why. <laughs> yeah, you knew. You called You called me out. <laughs> okay, so uh, also another cool little um, effect that they use before we move on to the next section is the balloon animal the hound dog. Like, that is hilarious. It's so funny. Like, where did just... they come up with this stuff? Yeah, and why does it work so well for me? Why do I love the fact that this cheap little balloon animal is attached it's like, to a fucking It's like wire. hunting these people. <laughs> it's like they're it's like they're vicious like guard dogs. Their attack dogs are just a balloon animal. A balloon animal. And I live and I live. I love it. I love it. I and so far all the tricks that have been pulled, the cotton candy cocoons and like the popcorn that seemingly so far doesn't do anything. And then the balloon animal yeah. dog at great what a great concept apparently the balloon animal dog had to be covered in latex because when they was just a regular balloon animal it would pop on the pine needles in the forest right (laughs) of course they probably had to have they probably had to have a fucking real clown on set at all times to make this balloon animal yeah who just knows how to make a balloon we need one more yeah I know another balloon animal Bozo, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Bozo. Yeah. Appreciate you. I like the idea. Sorry. I like the idea that they had like a clown consult on, on a technical <laughs> a technical advisor on a set. A technical advisor, a clown. Yeah. In, yeah. in full geesh. Like just in oh, fully. Full drag. Oh, yeah. Living. Like, and, living. Yeah. Like, no, we wouldn't do That's- this. <laughs> no, this is no clowns would never. I don't care oh if they're from outer space; they would never do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the what the ones from Mars do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All I can tell you is that the clowns from Earth would never. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my Small God. ass shoes. Hell no. <laughs> Those poor, those poor people running in these clown shoes through the forest in the dark, bitch. I feel bad for them. You know, know they're not insured. And that short, the movie. short one that I feel like they use its face the most. The short one with yeah. the green. Yeah. I, I feel I'm like, wow. It must have taken a lot of patience to like walk around in these big billowing costumes with this prosthetic that's probably blinding you, and those big fucking <laughs> shoes, and you only get to use. <laughs> I don't mean I don't know how many fingers they get to use in those gloves. I'm they probably only know. use the palm of their hands because there's like big four fat fingers. Like I- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're hilarious so, looking. I love that. Good they're job cute. to the actors behind the clowns for yeah. sure. Yes, we salute you over here at Fear the Talking Queens. <laughs> <laughs> Narrowly escaping, Mike and Debbie travel to the police station to confide in Officer Dave, who we find out is actually Debbie's ex-boyfriend, of course. Oh my god, the drama. I know. It's all—it's turning into a soap opera. Yes. They desperately try to explain to Dave about the killer clowns and the cocoons and the dead bodies they found, but he has trouble fully understanding— Officer Mooney believes it to be a hoax and calls out Mike for hanging out with the mischievous Terenzi brothers. 
Dave insists on taking Debbie home, but she protests because he is no longer her boyfriend, cluing in Mike for the first time. Meanwhile, the clowns begin to infiltrate the town. One clown arrives at a pharmacy and imitates a mechanical gorilla as innocent citizens waltz on by. (laughs) (laughs) The clown then enters the pharmacy. These clowns are smart. Um, They are. The clown then enters the pharmacy. Another clown puts on a puppet show in a gazebo where an innocent teenager looks on. The puppets put on a show that makes him laugh until the killer clown pops up and blasts the teen with a ray gun, transforming him into a cotton candy cocoon. (laughs) Oh my god, this fucking scene is hilarious to me. First of all, that... I don't know where they found this actor, but he is very strange looking. No offense to him. Well, I I also don't understand why. I mean, I'm like, give us some backstory. Like, did he just, was he walking by the park and noticed this puppet show set up in the gazebo? Or why is he just already standing there? We won't know because he has no lines. For some reason, they decided that this character has no lines. And he just walks up and there's this puppet show going on. And he's like... Like the puppets do something and he gets all embarrassed and he's like, and like, yeah, you guys, but no, not with lines, just with full, just expression, expression. And it's like high school play acting. Right. Exactly. It's fucking hilarious. It's like the people like, in Tableau. In the background. Yeah. It's just so funny. And he has no lines. And then they, that clown bursts through and zaps him with the gun. And that's the first time we see how they get turned into cocoons. Yes. But I don't know. There's something about this scene that's so funny to me because he gets all upset when they make fun, like the puppets make fun of him. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. That poor man having to do, I'm sure this is his only credit too. So. And his laugh is terrible. His laugh, the clown's laugh is scary. But yeah. the guy's laugh is like dead in the eyes. He's like, ha, 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 ha. It's, yeah. It's, Again, the acting in this scary. movie is, uh, yeah. <laughs> so horrendous. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It. <laughs> so back in the pharmacy, the clown is destroying everything on the shelf as the terrified pharmacist looks on. In another part of town, a woman in a sheer nighty and a glass of wine answers the front door to find several clowns delivering a pizza. A small clown pops out of the pizza box, zapping her with a ray gun. Another woman answers the door to a clown delivering a heart-shaped box of chocolates, and like the rest, pulls out his ray gun with a giant grin. (laughs) Oh my god. So, like, these clowns, like, these moments are all weird little sketches. Yes. They're like little vignettes. Right. They just keep happening. It's like every little clown trope they can think of like okay it gets a moment and it's sort of strange it's sort of a strange format for a film but it it works it works brilliantly like i love that we get to see what kind of havoc these clowns are wreaking on this town i love i i love this montage i love it yeah it's yeah and they definitely fuck up this town but they do so with clown flavor so how do you think that these bodies are fitting into these small ass cotton candy cocoons because they turn that grown ass man into a little cotton candy cocoon do you think that he's contorted in there (laughs) 
I mean, we did establish that I am, in fact, a scientist. Right. So tell us your um, medical opinion, your personal medical professional opinion. So the the gamma ray that is shot out from the laser uses a gravitational pull to contort the exoskeleton of the skeleton and, uh, you know, uses atom radiation therapy on them and turns them into cocoons. You are so right. I'm so glad we had a (laughs) professional opinion on this. (laughs) (laughs) And that has been the science corner with Jake Science. (laughs) 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 Professor Science. Yeah. Yeah, call me Professor Science. Thank you. (laughs) Oh my god. Um so so this has my fa- this section has my favorite moment of the movie. Okay. First of all, so th- it's the moment that Mike and Debbie arrive at the police station. So Dave is in the police station and he just hears like this car just spinning out of control or something. He's like, "What is that noise?" And he goes outside to find Mike and Debbie in the car just crashing into things. They like into a police they car. Run, they yeah, they run over the mailbox and into the police car for no reason. Like I'm, the reckless driving is sort of there's no reason for it, but it's hilarious. Right. I was like dying laughing. I'm like that is so weird. And then they run out and then they're trying to explain about the cocoons. And th- I don't know. This has to be an iconic moment from this movie. If it's not, then it should be. But the cocoons when they're like, yeah, and then you know the the, the uh, there were people in cocoons. And he's like cocoons, like cocoons. And she's like, yeah, you know cocoons. <laughs> like yes. The amount of times they say cocoons is fucking funny. Is out of this world. I know. And the way she says it specifically. Yeah. Like you know, cocoons. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, how many times do they say cocoons in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> so they loved that idea of the cocoons. They I, were so married. To they it. were like, I we have to like reiterate this a hundred times. Um, my favorite moment from this section is the pharmacy. That this pharmacist, oh my god. they just use the same like two seconds of footage for him over and oh, yeah. over. And I love that he has no again like he has no lines until yeah. later on but he's like and I'm like I bet that that's not even his voice <laughs> I, w- I, I wonder if they couldn't pay these actors so they're like if you don't have any lines you, maybe if you had lines you, you got paid. paid yes more maybe so they just <laughs> so like, yeah, don't they just... say anything because we're not paying you <laughs> Sounds are okay. Lines, no, no, no. Nah, you say nah, a nah. word, you're out of here, buddy. Yeah. I also like that they don't kill the pharmacist. I think they do. You hear him die on the phone. Oh, later on. Later. Yeah. Later on when Officer Mooney's taking the calls, he's like, ah! And he's all... <laughs> he hangs up He's on very him. flamboyant. <laughs> I love the pharmacist. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then we have the gazebo moment, which we already discussed, but then that's when we're introduced yeah. to this the ray guns that they use to turn people into cotton candy cocoons. You know, cocoons. Yeah. <laughs> cocoons? You know, cocoons! <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also love this pizza box scene with the woman in the 90s. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so with her nipples out. Yeah. <laughs> she's great. <laughs> I love how she answers that. She's like, her pepperonis. How is nobody scared though? Like both women that open the door to these clowns. Are you bitch? I literally wrote down if this showed up at my door, I would be screaming. Yeah. Oh, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. 
these clowns are scary as fuck. Maybe she's like boozy drunk, right? She's like, ugh. Oh. Yeah, what do you think she's doing? Do you think she was about to get some? I honestly, I ha- there has to be somebody else in the room. Like, she's clearly ready yeah. for bed, but it's very, like, sexy. There's something sexy about it. The glass like of sexy wine. The, gl- the sheer, the material of the 90, the glass of wine. Like, I think oh my that gosh, she definitely has ready a, for it. a sexual partner in there. Yeah, man or woman, I'm not sure. But I don't know. But either way. They're all cocoons in the end. Yeah, they all turn into cocoons in the end. I don't know who else is in that house, but she's a cocoon too. Um, yeah, yeah, that bitch is a cocoon. Bro. I really wish cocoon. we would have seen the woman with the chocolates though turn into a cocoon. I know. I don't. I mean, they're probably like, Ugh. they get it at this point because she has a more interesting storyline, right? Like she turns, and she's yeah. like, "Was this from you?" <laughs> I would have loved to see her just zap. <laughs> I know. I bet. See, she was having a romantic evening as well. She was. On a different end of the spectrum. Yeah, maybe a more romantic, um, not so sexy, yeah. but more like a romantic yeah, dinner. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, for our anniversary. Oh <laughs> yeah, I love that. <sighs> also, but I'm like, I'm not going to go out of my way to pay an eight foot clown to deliver a fucking box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who who yeah, who has the time and the money for that? I definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, um <laughs> so we in this section we also have more interaction between with Mooney. And Mooney is so he I, this Mooney says the darndest things. I swear to god cuz some of his lines are hysterical. Oh my like, god. Like he hates youngins so much. And some of my favorite lines are like when Debbie is in the police station. She's like trying to explain the story and Mooney is not having it. He's not believing it. And Dave's like, just listen. And he's like, who are you going to believe me or this little tramp? Oh my (laughs) God. I know. I was like, "Oh my God, sir. why is she a tramp? But I'm like, is there something we don't know about her? But no, he's just a fucking asshole. I don't know. She might be a tramp. But why why is she a little tramp and Mike is a little fart? <laughs> That's not that was fair. My next line. He goes, I know you, you little fart. <laughs> oh my god. I know. I'm like, wow, you hang out with the uh, Terenzi brothers. Stellar delivery. Yeah. I mean, it's no wonder that he was nominated for an Oscar for this role. <laughs> I almost believed you. <laughs> You stop, you pause, and you're like, wait. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it's just hysterical. I just love it. It's like, no holds barred. Yeah. He hates teenagers, and that's it. Yeah, and we know exactly. They're little tramps. They're little sons of bitches. Farts, little farts. Sons of bitches yeah. farts. And what are you? Yeah. And then, like, those poor... <laughs> and who the hell do you think you are? Um, even, and those, even those, like, street punks that they arrest in the beginning, that, like, goth... With little goth makeup right. on, I'm like, like, what is this? Uh, is this a hate? Are you targeting them because they look like college liberals? Or something yeah, like he's there? definitely yeah. not a liberal. He's definitely a conservative. <laughs> yeah, and it does seem like the children in this town maybe are a little more liberal, and maybe that's why he's like, I live yeah. in this fucking liberal town, this fucking college town, yeah. and this bullshit, and you know. Well, speaking of liberal, 
we we start getting a little more of this love triangle between Mike, Debbie, and Dave. Oh, okay, yeah, we're having a little crescent curve moment here. Yeah. So they they are obviously fighting over Debbie a little bit. Like Dave feels like you know Debbie made the wrong decision and that Mike isn't the right guy for her. But uh, something tells me <laughs> that. They're going to get over it very quickly. <laughs> uh-huh. As soon as they get her out of the way. Yeah. Um, well, okay. My thing is, is that Dave is one of those annoying ex-boyfriends who feels like he has, because he dated her first, he has first right to her. Like, as if she's some piece of, you know. Tramp. Oh, meat. Sorry. If she's, if she's some tramp. Yeah. Like, <laughs> some piece of meat. Like, well, I had her first, so if I want her back, I'm going to get her right away. Yeah. But I think that, you know... I don't know. I think that her chemistry with Mike is a little better. They had a better time. Oh my god, they can can have a laugh. Dave has such a stick up his ass. Exactly, and Mike has a sense of humor. Yeah. (laughs) Did you not see that incredibly racist moment he had where he was like sitting on the car pretending to be a Native American? I mean hilarious <laughs> what you what is that? that and he's like yeah he was like imitating like a native american and she calls him uh what does she call him something oh when they're is it when chief, they're acting chief runs your mouth around. oh my god who does that mike mike he's a, is it, are they on the top of the world no yeah uh, oh they're at, they're at the car i think it's i think it's right before they go to the tent for the first time and she's like, come oh. on, Chief runs your mouth. Because he's, like, imitating, like, a Native, a Native American. American. So, oh, yeah. okay. Well, his points just went out the window. Okay. <laughs> it was the 80s. There's no concept. Yeah. Right. Exactly. We have to remember stuff like that, I guess. Yeah. When we when when we discover, when we research these older movies. Yeah. We have to remember that. It's, you know, funny calling them out now. But, you know. Yeah. I'm sure back yeah. then, that slayed her. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. She was like, ha, ha, ha. She's like, hell yeah. You're, <laughs> you're killing Hell me. yeah. <laughs> so stop. Don't oh keep my God. going. What do you think about this introduction of this of this subplot? I think it gets kind of distracting at some point oh points because it's like they're driving it. all maniacal, like down the, the hitting cars and mailboxes. Like, oh my god, killer clowns are on the loose, and then they're like, "Wait, you used to date?" It's like, where are yeah. the priorities here? What is the, what is the re- what is the purpose for this? But I like where it goes. So, <laughs> okay, okay, well, let's keep going then. All right. Dave decides to take Mike with him to the site where the alien circus tent landed. As they drop Debbie at home, she insists she's going to follow them anyway, but Mike convinces her to stay safe. Meanwhile, the clowns continue to ransack the pharmacy. In the woods, Dave accuses Mike of playing a prank on the police since they are unable to locate the tent. He handcuffs him and takes him back to the car. Role play. Ooh, I know. They make, they're, they're at Lover's Lane. Hello. The least they can do is make out. <laughs> <laughs> Back in town, a clown approaches a biker gang on a cute little motorized bicycle. The gang attempts to intimidate the clown and even smash his bike. The clown cries and then jumps into the sky. He immediately returns, but now wearing a set of boxing gloves. When the lead gang member condescendingly asks the clown if he's going to knock his block off, the clown does just that, punching him in the face, sending his severed head flying into a garbage can. (laughs) The gang disperses as the clown laughs on. Oh my god. This okay, literally. This is my 
favorite scene from the movie. This is perfect. This is exactly what this movie is. It is so funny. When he, yeah, just everything from the fact that like the 80s and even the 90s, they loved the biker gang trope. I swear, there's not a movie that goes by that there's not an evil biker gang. I'm like, that is so yeah. not of was our that times. The, was that the threat to society? Like yeah. biker gangs? Biker gangs, I guess. All but right. every time there's like, you see it in like some of the Friday the 13th movies. Yes, you see this it. looks like it's straight out of Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah, just an evil biker gang. Like that was the threat. to They were the menaces to society. Right. And this is again where we have our one person of color in the biker gang. Laughing. Yeah. It's like, okay. Not contributing anything. <laughs> right, of course. Ugh, God. The 80s. Um, so, yeah, but then this moment where they fucking, <laughs> where this clown punches him in the head and his head just flies off. Oh, and the cut, the editing. <laughs> yes. It's like he punches him in the head and then they show the garbage can and the head just <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> falling into the garbage can. Somebody just like shot a three pointer right into that garbage can from off, the that, off camera. Those sort of like slapstick editing moments are so, oh. they're so hilarious. Like oh my it gets me every time. And the, and the body, like his body after his head gets knocked off is like a fucking scarecrow that just like collapses. <laughs> like how yes. his knees bend backwards. <laughs> Yes, it reminds me of like that's so Raven, where they yes. would like, where like all of a sudden there would be like this stunt involved, but it was obviously like a dummy yes. <laughs> instead of a stunt double. Yes, that shit is so funny. Uh, okay. <laughs> At a burger joint called Big Top Burger, a young girl sees a clown outside the window. They play a game of peekaboo before he beckons for her to come outside. She almost makes her way outside, but is rescued by her mother, who wants her to finish her food. Mike and Dave arrive at Top of the World, where they find abandoned cars covered in webs of cotton candy. Dave uncuffs Mike, who starts to believe. Back at the police station, Officer Mooney receives a slew of phone calls of people reporting attacks by clowns. Mooney believes it's all an elaborate prank that even the pharmacist, who screams on the other end, is in on it. Mooney thinks it's the Terenzi brothers, so he doubles down on his disbelief. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> yeah, so we have <laughs> a few more moments with these clowns, and uh, we have just an ever growing rivalry between Mike and Dave. But it's sort yes. of feeling more like tension sexual tension. Sexual tension. Palpable, pulsating tension. Yeah. Ooh, I know. It's like as soon as they drop Debbie off at her house, it's like Dave is sort of making these uh, moves. He's like power moves, right? Like he's like, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna handcuff you. I'm gonna handcuff you, and you're gonna be my bitch. And I'm gonna rip open your jeans from the butt seam, ah! and I'm gonna stick ah. my dick in your butthole. Wait, <laughs> that wasn't in my version. Did you watch the what? theatrical version? I watched the uncut version. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, why didn't I get that one? I don't know. Shit. It was on uh, Pornhub, Killer Uh, Clowns. (laughs) Oh my god. So then 
there's this moment where this little girl looking like Carol Ann. Carol Ann. Oh my God. I, I I was like, this has to be a reference, right? I mean, maybe. Probably. Sure. I'm Poltergeist yeah. is already out at this point. So yeah. I'm like, this is a Poltergeist reference. Like literally what I was thinking. Well, I'm glad that they incorporated a little child in this anyway, because like... Aren't clowns meant to be for kids anyways? Like, there's every yeah. other interaction these clowns have in this town have only been with adults. Yeah, and I feel like the terror could have been elevated had they been targeting, like, children. Children? Yeah. Ooh, I smell children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it, yeah, she seems to be the only child that I can think of that appears in this movie. And besides the kid sitting across the table from her. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't forget. <laughs> I, I sorry, I forgot that important, important character. It's so interesting because the clown almost seems to have like a Dracula hypnosis on her. He's like yeah. beckoning her. This thing is a little creepy. Like, uh, oh yeah. If I saw this as a child, if I looked and saw that fucking clown standing there, this clown in particular, I think, has the scariest Wait, moments. Wh- which one is he? Which one is this one? This one is the same one that ends up in the police station later. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, this is, yeah, all right. I think he's kind of scary. He's a little intimidating. He is scary. He is. Yeah, he's kind of, and he's like slowly like doing the finger to like come yeah. this way. And she, she obeyed. Come little children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot like Hocus Pocus. Yeah, this is actually just uh, the inspiration for Hocus Pocus. <laughs> yeah, the roots. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Bette Midler was actually one of the clowns in this movie. Fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) The one in the pizza box? Yes. (laughs) Uh, The use of, again, the use of this stuff that they're using, like the boxing gloves, the little bicycle, like all the the prop mistress for this movie. Oh my God, the prop mistress, she She did her fucking job. Yes. Like, even just, like, the webs on the cars, like, when they find the carbs, amazing. Like, cotton yeah. candy, of course. Like, there it would is be creepy. Pink, pink spider webs. Yeah, it looks like spider webs, which is very creepy. And, you know, clown phobia mixed with a little arachnophobia. I think that's a yes. perfect combo. I really wish I had gone to Universal Horror Nights when they did Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Because I yeah. bet it looked fucking great. I'm sure, and I'm sure nobody appreciated it the way we would have. No, I would have been there like, hey, this must be a cotton candy factory. (laughs) I'd be punching people, hoping their heads would fall off. Yeah. (laughs) No, they do it in the movie. They do it in the movie. Yeah. You get kicked out. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then we have Officer Mooney. He's just not having these clown calls. He's not buying it. Yeah. He's like, fuck you, pharmacist. (laughs) I know. Fuck you. No, he doesn't say it. that comes later. <laughs> he's he's, yeah. he's ramping up to the fuck you, but it's like, I don't know. Would I believe this if you were a serious cop? I would go check it out. Like I'd hit the streets and be like, what's going on out there? Like, what the fuck? Do you remember there was a thing a couple of years ago about like the clowns. clowns? Yeah, clowns were like showing up and fucking with people. Were they murdering yes. people or just scaring people? They were just scaring people. Like they would like post themselves on the streets with like a balloon <laughs> and they would just like and then that was it. It was like scary clown sightings. 
Oh hell no. I'm not again, I'm not scared of clowns, but I'm scared of clowns that'll attack me. And it uh, they were scary, yeah. I, I mean, were they? They were just reduced to like pranks, you know. But I think it was around the time that it chapter one was coming out, and so I think there was just like this momentum happening. But do yeah. I don't know. Like, do you think they could have been from outer space? Maybe. I mean, absolutely. Where did you think they were from? I don't know. There's, tr- <laughs> but I mean, definitely from outer space because there's truth in every movie. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're literally talking about the documentary Killer Clowns from Outer Space. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> the found footage. The found the footage film Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. On a windy road in the woods, a driver is attacked by a clown driving an invisible car. The clown continues to sideswipe the man, causing him to drive off a bridge. I love this moment. So apparently this scene was supposed to be in the beginning of the film. It was supposed to be the first scene in the film. And that oh. ca- and that character is Joe Lombardo. The one that they see in the candy yes, cocoon. the one they see in the cocoon. Oh. They got Joe Lombardo. And that's, that <laughs> is Joe Lombardo. But I guess they, I don't know if they just didn't think it made sense in the beginning or what, or they just rearranged. But yeah, that that's supposed to be Joe Lombardo. So. Oh my god! I just love the way that the clown looks from the distance. Like oh the, yeah, the shots from the back, and it's obviously just like placed in there, like this <laughs> clown car. Love it! I, I love it. Hey, do you know what? The budget was tough. They didn't have a budget for but another car, but they made it work. This is an example of having a low budget and making it work without Hell having yeah. something like Paranormal Activity. Yeah. You know. Anyway. Okay, so back at Big Top Burger, a clown opens a large bag of popcorn and sprinkles it into a dumpster behind the restaurant. An employee taking out the garbage hears a noise coming from inside the dumpster and investigates. He is pulled in by an unseen monster. Oh my god, the popcorn, it's coming back. (laughs) Dave apologizes to Mike for not believing him. And then they kiss. Oh wait, no Oh my god. However, insults him when he says that Debbie has obviously picked laughs over stability. Oh, what a oh. dick. At this point, I'm like, whip out your dicks so yeah. you can compare sizes. Because there yeah. might be something else. I don't know oh if it's laughs. It might be, you know, big balls or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> At this point, Dave just is what he eats. Dick. Right. Exactly. <laughs> At a bus stop, a clown approaches a group of people waiting to be picked up. Creating elaborate shadow hand puppets on the brick wall, the crowd applauds. Mike and Dave, driving by, stop and watch as the clown's dinosaur shadow puppet swallows the group of people. (laughs) I love this. I love it. Dave attempts to run the clown over, but he jumps into the sky, never to return. Dave tries to confirm what's going on to Mooney, but he strongly protests with a fuck you. Mike and Dave split up when they see the Terenzi brothers chasing their ice cream truck. Mike tries to convince them of the killer clown threat and they head to Debbie's. After Mike tells them she has roommates with big boobs. (laughs) (laughs) The 80s. The script. Wow. (laughs) Also Oscar nominated. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Screenplay. Yeah. Best original screenplay. (laughs) Mooney, now actively ignoring incoming phone calls, has an encounter with a clown who has entered the station. The clown pranks Mooney with a bouquet of flowers that shoots water, causing him to cuff the clown. The clown's hands detach and he heads (laughs) towards the holding cells that are holding the street punks. 
After Mooney threatens the clown, he strangles Mooney and knocks him out. Back at the station, Day follows a trail of clown footprints to the holding cells where he finds the street punks have now been cocooned in cotton candy. No! I know. He then finds a clown who has turned Mooney into a human ventriloquist dummy. The clown uses Mooney as a way to speak to Dave and confirms that all the clowns want is to kill. The clown removes his hand from Mooney, killing him. But Dave is able to kill the clown by shooting and popping his bright red nose, causing the clown to explode. Woo! Wow. Uh, Okay, we're getting a lot of action. Oh my God. Right. Right. Uh, Explosions. Murder. Car chases. Yeah. This has everything. (laughs) Everything you've ever wanted in a film is in this one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I do want to point out, because here we are at Big Top Burger, and they sprinkled popcorn. We still don't know what the popcorn does, but we see the clown put the popcorn, sprinkle it into the dumpster, um, and then then all of a sudden, a Big Top Burger employee gets attacked, pulled into the dumpster by an unseen monster, and it's like, what is going on? No, I no, yeah. What is going on? I mean, this popcorn is so ominous, but it's. I feel like there's. It's really building up to a huge reveal, Mama. Oh, th- that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. So the reveal. This whole time that we've been talking and all this action is happening, Debbie's been in the shower. Yeah. The entire it, time. I read on <laughs> online that they think that this might be the longest shower in cinema history. It, literally, she's probably <laughs> in there for like forty-five minutes, which isn't a lot in normality. But yeah, for the a movie. passing of time in this movie is not forty-five minutes. This has to be no. going on for at least three hours. Yeah, and so she's she's feeling really dirty. Uh, maybe it was white cheddar popcorn, and she doesn't like the smell. Yeah, no, you're right, like a parmesan yeah. or something. Mm, yeah, I know. The she ones that come want... in the tins. Yes, she didn't want to yep. smell like a foot. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> They're delicious, but they smell like feet. I don't get yeah. it. <laughs> That's what they say about me. <laughs> <laughs> He's delicious, but he smells like feet. <laughs> That's Jake. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, so we had the popcorn. Um, we had the car, and now we get to this. the hand puppets. The hand the shadow puppet puppets. Scene. The shadow puppet scene is also one of my favorites. It is so amazing. Funny. And these old people, bitch, at the bus station are living for the show. Oh yes, living no, for they it. are feeling it. They're they like, are. oh my god, this is the funniest thing I've seen in this Crescent a- Cove in a long time. Oh my gosh, and they didn't even know they were signing up for a show. They're just waiting for the fucking bus. Yeah, and they're like, wow, oh my god, <laughs> and the the these four fingered clowns the uh, <laughs> the ability to make these abstract oh. shadow puppets i mean Just george washington crossing the delaware yes rabbits t-rex yes with the t-rex and the eyes glow oh. i mean the talent how did yeah. matched i mean i they that must have been the clown consultant on set like what other clown would have yeah. that skill he was like, if you put your middle finger and you link and you link it with your pinky finger, you can make a boat with this yeah. <laughs> crossing the Delaware. Yes, or you can create this Jessica Rabbit esque woman. Oh doing yeah, a little, she's little sexy. Burlesque-y. Yeah, yeah. 
If you use your thumbs, you can create boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thumb boobs. Those are um, those are really uh, secret uh, clown techniques. Clown. Yeah, Yeah, you only learn that in clown school. Yeah. Which I went to, so I'm, yeah. I know what when I'm you reach about. the highest level, when you've mm-hmm. been audited, you've given a lot of money, um, they initiate and then you, you. Yeah, you become a, a professor of clownery. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> just like I'm. The- I, and the effect that he yeah, had just <laughs> just like me, <laughs> professor <laughs> of the fine arts. Yes. Uh, uh, so the T Rex, the effect of the T, the shadow T Rex projected on the wall, eating these people. I don't know why, but it works. It looks great. It looks great, and when it swallows them, I believe that that happened. It's so well done. It's so well done. It's uh, the effects in this movie, as silly as they are, look fantastic. Yeah. And the concept, again, the concept, the way these clowns are weaponizing their talents. Yeah. Uh, fucking amazing. Yeah, like clever. you can't you can't beat the cleverness. No. no. Yeah, exactly. Look, yeah, you don't need a lot of money to make something charming and special. And this movie is really knocking it out of the park. Right. So the Mike warns the Trenzy brothers that killer clowns are on the loose, but all they care about are big boobs. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, that seems like a priority. Yeah, because this whole time they've been chasing ass. Yeah, now they're like, we need to, you know, redirect our our efforts and go for big boobs. Chase yeah, boobs. Let, yeah, let's chase boobs. Because after this, it's dick, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, <'cause> the, <laughs> the only other option after that, if they fail there, their only option... His dick. <laughs> and honestly, by the way, they're acting, they ain't getting none of that either. Yeah. Like, no, 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 not even. Yeah, not even the girls in the in the beginning with the ice cream. They're gonna have to use their own hands or each other's hands because yeah. they're getting nowhere at this point. Right. Oh, so <laughs> wait, so that didn't happen in the uncut version? Damn it. Okay. All right. I know. Nope. No, it didn't go that far. All right. Um, oh, so. <laughs> They're out. Those videos are out there. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> so then we get to this police station, which I think that this is probably like one of the best sequences. Yeah, I mean, it, we have their moments, but this whole sequence is pretty cool. It's pretty cool, and it's also probably the scariest. I would say, like, if we're if this is on the horror spectrum, this is definitely on the scarier side because it is kind of creepy what yes. happens. The way the clown leads up to it, too, like, he he shoots him with a bouquet of flowers. And he's tall. This is a tall, intimidating clown. This is the one from earlier at Big Top Burger. He's yeah. given up on the young girl, and he's gone for Mooney. And he shoots him with a bouquet of flowers, shooting water, and then his hands detach. Like, he's bringing out the jokes. Oh, trickster. But, you know, he made a fatal mistake of, you know, wearing those shoes that leave footprints. Like rookie yes. mistake, you know. You can only be <laughs> big, so good at your job. Big construction <laughs> paper, but for we should have made a list of clown rules, like we do oh, vampire rules. God damn it! The clowns yeah. in this movie do this: they leave behind big fucking construction paper footprints, footprints all over the walls. It don't matter where. I can just imagine this clown yeah. running all over the walls. Yeah. Stop and twerk on the side of the wall. 
<laughs> we literally need to make a YouTube so people can see our actions. I know. Doing <laughs> as yeah, we talk. We are so <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's not just our voices, it's also our bodies. Yeah. Well, we went to clown school, so. <laughs> not gonna lie though, my uh my college my um had a clown class and the clown Stop. Oh bitch what? and what what clowning <laughs> clowning what college was a are class. you talking about? I went to musical theater college and there was literally a course on clowning that I did not take because I'm not a loser. Uh, but they the people who did it loved it. They were and because you like make your own clown, you come up with your own fucking personality. You're like and you refer the way you refer to it is so bizarre. You're like, yeah, my clown this, my clown that. And you're like my clown does this, my clown does that. Yes. You're like, this isn't real. Don't forget. Stop it. Okay. But they would but they would like info they and here's the thing. We're all weird in the drama department. I get it. We're all actors, we're singing, we're playing pretend all the time in the drama department. But these clowns, these people in the clown class would go into the normies. You know, they would like go to like the fucking student center where there, you know, are people with real real majors <laughs> and then they uh, as their clowns <laughs> and they would <laughs> they would fucking get up in people's faces and they'd be like offering them flowers and and then sure. squirt them uh i don't know if they ever probably if that's what your clown does does your clown do okay that? what would you maybe and they'd be like my clown like they wouldn't speak but like they'd be like yeah my clown's name is periwinkle and she's a sad clown and okay stop right there if you were in this class, let's say we took this class together, mm-hmm. what would your clown's name be? Um, uh, Drusilla. Okay, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. On the whim. Yeah, exactly. A vampire clown, and oh, um, yeah, I would. But I would like eat like cherries or strawberries and just you know. Yes, like the like Leah and Queen of the Damned. Cherry yeah. juice. Yeah, cherry juice. Bill- Oh, yeah. I I didn't even think about. I don't that. even. I don't know. Like a, I don't. I didn't take the class. So I don't know what the fucking what boxes what they, you have to check in order to become right a legit clown. <laughs> what would yours be? I'm, What'd your name be? Oh my god, my name would be Diva. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Okay, yeah. Well, and my specialty would be like I don't know. I want to do like body tricks. Okay. Like I come out and you think like I'm this like voluptuous woman. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, I, I like flip my costume over, and I'm like a scary monster. <laughs> I think we're gonna say a voluptuous man. I was like, that's good. That's that a reveal, too. Mama. Well, that's just me, like out of clown <laughs> costume. <laughs> no, I love that. Oh my god, can you imagine you do it? And it's a monster. I'm thinking like Brooklyn Heights, that like that oh, yes. transition yeah. where it's just like I'm the sexy woman, and then I just. And I'm like this scary monster. Yeah, I love it. Horror clowns. We would be horror clowns. Yeah, horror clowns. Absolutely. (laughs) And so back to the movie. Um, Yeah. Oh, you know, where are we? (laughs) Yeah, where where do we go? Um, Yeah, I think this ventriloquist scene is actually kind of creepy. Amazing. I I wish they would have played more with the lighting. Me too. It's a little bright. But it's It's a little bright. You know, they could have, you know, creeped it up a little bit. Yes, but with um, some theatrics. But I think that moment where he, where Mooney leans in, and he said, 
all we want to do is kill you is so perfectly delivered and very creepy very scary very creepy and then he pulls his hand out and it's covered in blood, blood. and and he falls to the ground I, it's amazing and it plays on a line that he has earlier where he's like you're not gonna make a dummy out of me ha 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 not so fast Mooney yeah somebody was smart the clown consultant said wait 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 don't forget yep. he said this and so yeah so I know exactly what to do yeah. stick your hand stick your hand up his ass and <laughs> Make him talk. <laughs> this, yeah, this is what we learned in clowning. <laughs> where was that hand? <laughs> yeah, where was it? Yeah, what, what were the mechanics that were uh, being used, utilized, you know? I think he turned his hand into a, in a, into a screw and mm-hmm. drilled it up his ass and <laughs> yes. said, all we want to do is kill. And, yeah. and then he unscrewed it. It is I've very... seen it done. Folsom Street <laughs> Fair. We mentioned it before. You can look it up on YouTube, a tutorial on how to do this. Okay, there are people that get fisted. <laughs> <laughs> and I look, to each their own, but some of those hands, some of those arms go pretty far up. Great. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> if this is what you turned, tuned in to the Killer Clowns episode for, you got it. <laughs> You got it. You can, you're getting a lot of content here. This is going to be one of the better episodes. <laughs> but I, I do like this idea of like, it reminds me of like Independence Day. I feel like Independence Day stole this idea where the alien oh. talks through the human people, you know, mm. which I think is really effective. And Independence Day Creepy. is a fucking thief. So yeah, because the clowns in this movie they they sort of sound very digital, like they're very like. Blah, 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 but they you know? do speak and English. No, f- put up your dukes. Put up your dukes. Put up your dukes. Oh, it's so fast! I didn't even catch it. Yeah, See, it, so they so, okay. Maybe they learn quickly. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that g- utilizing someone else's voice to get their point across or to get their message across, and the delivery of the actor who's you know relaying the message it, I think that's it is very scary because you're like okay this is what the clown would sound like in a normal very menacing yeah totally absolutely and we lo- we learn how to kill these clowns yeah shoot them in the nose shoot them in the nose simple as that yeah these cl- these aliens in movies always have the easiest weakness. weaknesses water germs <laughs> blow up noses you know it's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta find it you know the little sweet spot i have to say how fabulous is it that they explode into glitter oh i know i was like i could only wish that's how i, I would go out <laughs> and it's not just that it's like their nose pops off and then they they start spinning and they look like this green glowing emerald gem and then it explodes into pink glitter. They're not all pink, but this one, pink glitter. Amazing. I would I would love to die like that. Can you imagine like dying on the hospital bed and all of a sudden yeah. you turn into a green emerald <laughs> and then just explode into yeah. pink glitter? Yeah. All your family is standing around the bed and you're like, uh, they're like, tell grandma I love her. And you're like, I will. Boom! And you're like, (laughs) (laughs) and everyone's covered in glitter. (laughs) Well, you know, the Kardashians, I think it's Kim Kardashian who, when she dies, her ashes are going to get pressurized to become like a diamond. Oh my God. She got this idea from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Who knew she was such a big fan? I know. 
Oh my God. <laughs> Dave calls the state police and they confirm that they are on their way to help. The Terenzi brothers think Mike is pranking them until they come upon a terrifying clown parade where they vacuum up cocoons filled with dead citizens. Debbie is finally getting out of the shower. <laughs> As she dries off, her clothes covered in alien popcorn begin to shake in the hamper. When she opens the hamper, hungry, worm-like baby clowns attack her. Debbie fends them off with hairspray and even kills a bigger one that comes out of her toilet. She runs to the front door, thinking she's heard Mike, but opens it up to find a clown who is imitating Mike's voice. Debbie tries to jump out the second-story window, but finds a group of clowns waiting at the bottom with a trampoline. The clown at the front door has made it inside and shoots Debbie with a ray gun that traps her inside a giant balloon. Mike and the Terenzi brothers arrive just in time to find the clown tying Debbie's balloon to the back of the clown car, and they chase the car down the street. Unfortunately, they cause a collision with Dave, who was also in pursuit. They decide to all head to the amusement park to save Debbie. Oh my god, so much is happening. Okay, so they're vacuuming up these cocoons, and (laughs) this is where we also find out that... Not everybody's in a cocoon. Some have been trapped in balloons. Yeah, what the fuck for? Why was Debbie put in this balloon? What is she going to be? And she's not the only one. Yeah, there's other... There's like other balloon people. What do you think And they just suffocate in there. I don't know. What's what's the difference? Okay, wait a minute. Maybe she uses like too much hairspray and her blood is not usable to drink. She's unsanitary. Oh, do you think she has... Like, some sort of immune deficiency? Maybe. Yeah. She's a blood disease. Hairsprayitis. Hair <laughs> that hair is so big, like, mama. She uses way too much. <laughs> or, like, maybe because she just got out of a hot shower, a three-hour hot shower. They're like, okay, <laughs> they need- we need to put her in this balloon so her blood can cool down. <laughs> so she don't melt this cotton candy. <laughs> and also can we talk about this clown pride parade my god work it's amazing i i know it literally looks like the pride celebrations oh yeah absolutely i was like they're all all eyes on me in the center of the ring just like a just circus. like a circus one all, of them slipping their hair yeah yeah in the streets yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah you know what clowns have been disenfranchised for so long i'm so glad they finally have their moment be proud yes. of who they are. <laughs> it's been a okay, long we journey. got the we got the we got the popcorn. Mark, the, you were waiting for this. Oh my gosh! Finally, the popcorn reveal. Yes, it's disgusting. They're like it's worms. They're horrifying. These are the most alien. These clowns look. Yeah, because they're just like a head, and then just like an ectoplasm. Or I'm sorry, I don't want to speak on your. <laughs> on your field what are these called oh so these are biological worms who come from the upper crust of the ventricle of the planet in which these clowns come from and that's where they are uh incubated and uh the popcorn is planted like seeds and they grow (laughs) into um life form okay so it's a stem a stem of sorts and the head is like a flower almost yeah i know it's really confusing but um (laughs) it's only because your mind is not capable of fathoming it because you have not gone to school like i have oh okay okay yeah i know i know it's embarrassing but you know i know i'm I'm embarrassed i feel stupid (laughs) so (laughs) 
Oh my god. Okay, so they can imitate people's voices. Oh my god. This is also a, no, a new concept. Yeah, and Scream 3. What a ripoff again. Oh my god. There's so much. I know. This movie There's influenced so much. horror films across the board. I I know. But also, I feel like there's sort of a Gremlins influence here. Oh, yeah. A little bit with the popcorn. You know what I mean? Like, I feel, I mean, I think, again, Gremlins came out before. There's like Gremlins, I think it's this movie is like harkening back to some movies that just were really popular because they knew this is a B movie. This is not, you know. What's the cheap version of Gremlins we can make? All right, this one. Popcorn aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, I will say if I was going to be a villain in a movie, I would probably have evil popcorn too. Yeah. That's, that's so great for, for like, <laughs> for like a cinema. Yeah. Like a movie geek. What the fuck did you just call me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a queef. <laughs> Horror movie queef. <laughs> yeah for a horror movie aficionado i'm sorry do you prefer that word yeah um killer popcorn amazing and again yeah. like the tools that these clowns use i mean brilliant so brilliant. clever so clever and then our heroes make their way to this fake amusement park set so wait as we- they take <laughs> No, wait, as they take off with Debbie in this balloon and they have this like car chase scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just imagine her in this balloon. Just boom, boom, boom. Because you see the balloon and obviously it's like a standard balloon. So it's yeah. just like flailing around. I'm like, she has brain damage oh, now. She like, would even be, if they save her, she's destroyed. She would be mutilated. She would be, I don't know if she would be cut up into pieces or if she would just be bruised and bloody. She would but, be like, it'd be like, I don't know. She'd her, be like a her bag brain would of, never be a the balloon same. full of when they pop that balloon, it would just be like it would be like a gush remains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be like a baby reveal, like pop, and just like all her innards. Or if it's out. just head trauma, then she's definitely gonna live as, as a vegetable for the rest of her life. Yeah, poor Debbie. Let's move on. Luckily, yeah. <laughs> we gotta find out what happens. What happens when she gets out of the balloon? Yeah, I'll yeah. At the amusement park, the clowns unload from the tiny car and pie a security guard until he is a pile of steaming ice cream. <laughs> the cherry on top. Sorry, that sentence, like, when will you ever read a sentence like that ever again? No other movie that we'll ever do on this podcast, no matter how many seasons it runs, <laughs> will ever consist of this sentence. <laughs> or anything even close. <laughs> not, not anything even remotely close to the sentence. <laughs> The clowns then enter the fun house. The boys arrive and find the security guard has sizzled away into a skeleton. Again, brilliant. 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 Because why this not? Is amazing. At this point, it's just like, whatever we can do, let's fucking do it. This, let's we, fucking go there. Let's just sizzle this security guard in acid ice cream. Why not? Amazing. So <laughs> the Terenzi brothers get separated from Mike and Dave, falling into a ball pit. The ball pit is being enjoyed by two female clowns with giant boobs. Oh my god, they did it! Ugh. Yes, they don't gotta go for the dick anymore. They nope. Found their boobs. They found they found the boobs. Meanwhile, Mike leads Dave to the cocoon room where they hide and witness a clown pop a swirly straw into one of the cocoons and drink the blood of the victim inside. Oh. When the clown leaves, they find Debbie's balloon and save her. The three of them attempt to run, but are chased by dozens of the clowns through the funhouse halls. Dave is able to subdue several of them with shotgun blasts to the nose. 
They encounter obstacles like hallways full of balloons and doors that keep opening up to smaller doors. They find themselves trapped when a large group of clowns approach them with baseball bats, but are saved by the Terenzi brothers, who crash through the wall in their ice cream truck. As they pile in, a giant clown, affectionately named Clownzilla, descends from the ceiling. Clownzilla throws the ice cream truck with the Terenzi brothers inside, causing an explosion. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like fucking remote control yes. ice cream truck <laughs> apparently they couldn't destroy any cars in this movie the only car that they were able to destroy for budget reasons because they had to give them back was the one that drove off the bridge so they couldn't actually destroy any cars so that's why they fucking threw a remote control car and made it explode it's so dramatic <laughs> it looks great it. it looks great Dave instructs Mike and Debbie to run and begins to shoot Clownzilla The spaceship tent begins to prepare for takeoff with Dave still inside. Like a giant top, the tent spins and begins to lift into the sky. Dave is picked up by Clownzilla, but uses his police badge to pop Clownzilla's nose, causing the tent to explode. (laughs) Explosions. (laughs) Just explosions left and right. Right, right. As Mike, Debbie, and the state police watch on, the burnt clown car lands back on Earth. Inside is Dave. The three of them embrace. Also inside the car is the Terenzi brothers, who claim to have hid in the freezer of the ice cream truck, saving their lives. (laughs) That's science, yeah. Science, I know. Mike, Dave, and Debbie look into the sky, wondering if it's all over, before all three of them are pied in the face. The end. <laughs> <laughs> wow, just I Okay. How where do we Amazing. even begin? This this <sighs> climactic finale. Like Marvel wishes. So let's start with the fact that they have female clowns with big enormous boobs. I know, so that makes sense. Are they are these female clowns birthing popcorn? I know. I've wondered that. I was like, are is popcorn like a seed to a plant, or is it like a seed to an egg? <gasps> like a sperm to an egg. Oh my god. I don't know. I mean... Do you think they give... They shoot out popcorn from... And that's how they repopulate? Yeah, they queef out popcorn. Yeah. That's how they... <laughs> and then they just fertilize the earth. And then... Yes. Earth, whatever their planet is. Yeah, then, um, right. That's how they... The moon dust. Yeah, that's how they do it there. And I bet the clown consultant on set confirmed that. Okay, I have to say that the clowns putting the clown putting the straw into the cocoon and sucking the blood out of the victim inside is terrifying. It's terrifying, but also swirly straws are where it's at. Like right, I love. Do they still have those, or do they need to make a comeback? Where are we on this? We need to bring them back. So head over to fearthetalkingqueers.com slash store and pick up your (laughs) (laughs) swirly, your killer clown swirly straws. Yeah. This one is enormous too. Yeah. It takes them so long to actually get a taste of the blood. I know. I love it. It's like the anticipation you're like, and you're like following it, how the camera sort of pans up the swirly straw. The anticipation of it, you are on board with it. You're like, you're like, 
oh my god oh my god oh my god yeah so now we know why they're cocooning these people i like yeah, that we get this explanation I know, thank god like why why are they even doing this it's because they are they need to eat they're people. hungry they're like harvesting humans to feed but them, do you though. think it's just humans or do you think that they planet hop and do this all over the I don't universe know. i don't know see that this is what they're doing in the film when Mike and da- Mike and Dave and the Terenzi brothers they enter and they're like sort of tossing out ideas and one of them is that they think that the clowns might be planet hopping and they sort of just eat up whatever's around them and that's whatever species is on the planet yeah that's, that's pretty and that scary they're like, that they're like aliens that just happen to look like what we consider clowns on Earth yeah. I don't know. This is, it's getting, that's a little dark. It's a little dark dark. and, you know, could absolutely be real. Totally. (laughs) Yeah, this is. (laughs) (laughs) So now we are sort of at the end of our journey with Mike, Dave, and Debbie. But to me, it's not an end. This is the beginning of a full on thruple, bitch. They are. Oh, bitch, when Mike, when Mike runs up to Dave and throws his arms around him. I'm oh. like, something happened that we didn't see. But it's not even, it's like before that, there's this, I think the, oh. when, maybe it's when Clownzilla throws the ice, ice cream, cream truck. truck. They are, full, like, Mike and Dave are full on, like, embracing each other. I forget which one. I think, oh, I think Mike, no, sorry, I think Dave is, like, holding Mike around the waist. Like, it's crazy. Like, yeah, these, there's something going on There's something, there's something on going here. on between the three of them. And by the end of the movie, they all embrace. And Mike, sorry, fuck, I keep getting their names confused. Dave is fully, like, holding on to Debbie and kissing her on the head. And I'm like, bitch, that's not your girlfriend. But in, But I'm like, there's an understanding now. That, she, uh-huh. that both of them are her boyfriend now and that they are boyfriends with each other too but do you okay so see I'm thinking sexually uh, I picture um, Mike being utilized as like the bottom for Debbie and Dave mm, yeah no absolutely I could see that you know? oh he's yeah in the, he's He's their bitch now. Yeah, I think totally. Yeah, so that makes sense. Okay, speaking of Clownzilla, we already mentioned the clown car ice cream truck getting thrown <laughs> yes. and exploding. Oh my but god, bitch! When the Clownzilla picks up Dave <laughs> and, and it's this Ken doll. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. It, it's exactly what we we're saying. It's that like that's so Raven moment where yes all, like they had no other choice other than to use an obviously fake they're like we don't we don't we're not we have no special effects and the special effects budget we did have went to these explosions and so now like what do we do like what is day if he's right. a fucking doll yeah, yeah but it's it works it is so charming and it's so funny and it's like exactly. you you know that they have to be in on this and the fact that everybody in this movie plays it 100% straight like they they are not playing camp they are they fully are invested in what's happening and they're scared and they're we just we just talked about this with Ingrid Goes West yeah. could she have camped it up and hammed up the character of, of Ingrid yes but would it have been the same movie no I think the fact that these people dedicated their to their character they dedicated themselves to their character and played it straight and didn't yeah. camp it up because the movie does that for you yeah. the surroundings the clowns the action it does that for you you right. don't need we don't need it from the performances right and also there's something about camp that you can't do purposefully 
from what I've what I've heard and read, and I, I sort of subscribe to this too, this idea that you can't deliberately try to create camp. It just happens. Like camp is like like it's just a perfect formula. Yes, yeah, it's like it's like a, the product of what's happening as opposed to trying to create it. Because if you try to create camp, it's gonna it doesn't work. It comes off as phony. But like right. actual camp, Forced. I actual mm-hmm. camp isn't an attempt at creating it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I know exactly. And that's how what I feel mean. here. I feel like, like I said, and I, I read that they like were directed like play this straight. You actually believe you're in these situations, and you have to do that because if you're not, because if you're like in on the joke, then it's not funny. Right. But even though they are, they are in on exactly. jokes, but it's more of a wink. It's more of a wink at the audience. Like obviously we know what this is. This movie's ridiculous. This movie's yeah. ridiculous, but we're not telling you it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. We're showing you. Yes. And that's the difference. And, I love it. And that's when I that's what I think it works. It just works so well. And it's just pure joy. It's pure just fucking fun. And I love that it ends in a fun house. Like that how appropriate yeah. is that? An and, amusement park. Yeah, like, and this amazing. fun house is so cheap looking. It looks like a dance studio. They just pulled the curtain over the mirror, closed the door, yeah. the floor just put up some props. Again, <laughs> yeah. the prop mistress doing her fucking job. Oh yeah, she's like oh. 25 bucks don't threaten me with a good time she's like i got some cut out dinosaurs in the (laughs) back of my trunk right now she's like i did this birthday party the other day and lucky for you you can use them right exactly so what are you what are your final thoughts on killer clowns from outer space Ugh, i i love it i was introduced to this movie like maybe only about like three years ago, but I love okay. it. I think it's so good. I usually watch it around Halloween time, but honestly, this is a movie you can watch anytime. It's fucking just pure joy. You can't take it seriously. And once you realize that this movie is actually slightly clever, it's really enjoyable. And I really love it. And I love that clown that uh, like the fat clown with the tutu around its neck. That's, <laughs> that's my favorite clown. And my favorite moment with that clown is that in the final scene when they take it to the streets and bring out the fucking baseball bats to beat up Mike, Dave, and Debbie, that clown is now sporting a bright green afro. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, she said wig like, change. There she is. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. All of a sudden, she has a new, has a new wig on. And I was like, I love I that. don't know much about clothes, but my hair looks fierce. Yes. <laughs> no, I love this movie. That's um, how that goes. But. So fun. And you can't help but just like laugh and smile when you're talking about it. So I love yes. it. I give this movie a fucking 10 out of 5. You can't, there you you go. can't rate this movie like a normal movie. No, again, and I, I, I did, I did want to talk about that because I knew that we were going to score this pretty high. Yeah. Because for what it is, and I think that that goes with every movie. Like we're not comparing any of these movies that we that we're rating. Like, oh, well, how did this get a three point five, but this one got a five oh, out no. of five? It's because of what it is. There are different how, kinds of movies. If this were a movie yes. that were like to be taken seriously, of course, a five out of five would be insane. But, it's about what the movie was and how it executed yeah, that Yeah, absolutely. For or, what whatever. this movie is, for the budget, for the type of movie, for this B-movie camp, this has to be probably the best B-movie ever made. It's the, It has to be. It has to be the most famous, other than what, Sharknado is maybe 
like yeah. risen to the to the notoriety of killer clowns but until then but like killer quality clowns, yeah no. killer clowns has to be at, probably either the most famous i mean my god like you said you they had a fucking horror nights maze for killer clowns yeah for know? killer clowns and this is a b-ass fucking movie so yes killer clowns okay so these are these are this is where we get to my final thoughts because killer clowns has always been something that i knew about i knew it was part of horror culture like i knew it was something that people were very familiar with i knew that it had a big fan base but i have never seen it in its entirety until now and I have to say that it really holds up. Yeah. Get, for being a B movie from the 80s, like those movies were shit. Shit. But shit. this one is fucking amazing. I think that the it's so clever. It's brilliant. I think the things that they came up with, the concept, the mythology of the clowns, yeah. everything worked perfectly. All the practical effects, no matter how silly or ridiculous they get, it works. Yeah. And I have to say that my favorite clown, uh, I think that the scariest clown is the one from the police station that yeah. also is beckoning the child at Big Shot Burger. But I would say my favorite one is that little one that pops the head oh, off that yeah. motorcycle member. And also, that's the same one that pops out of the pizza box. That's also the one that has the the boxing gloves. Yeah, yeah, same one. It's just that the shorter little, you know, he's like the shortest one out of all of them. And I think he has like the cutest like little costume and hair. (laughs) The little things that he does, like just popping out of the pizza box. I love it. I love that clown. And that's actually my favorite moment is the one though with the boxing gloves, like unmatched. That is like one of the best scenes. That's so good. All right. I think we did. I think we, uh, we sucked this one. We use that for vampire ones. We, we sucked the blood out of this one. We cocooned it. We cocooned this. Cocoon? Uh, cocoon. You know, cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, awesome. I love it. Thanks for listening to our episode on Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Go out and check it out. It's available on Netflix at the moment um, as of right now. So go yeah. check it out. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at Fear the Talking Queers. Yes. You can email us fearthetalkingqueers at gmail.com. Yes. You can visit our website, fearthetalkingqueers.com. You can get our merchandise, fearthetalkingqueers.com slash store. Bitch, we're everywhere. Yes. We're taking over the world. We are. We are. <laughs> Fear the Talking Queers is global. <laughs> and I do have to say that surprisingly, this has been like one of the funnest episodes oh, we've done so far. I've had so much fun. <laughs> I've had a fucking blast. And I hope you have too. Yes. So it's all we have to say now is sweet screams, bitch. Bye. I just waved. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, who are you waving to? <laughs>